0: Hello everyone and welcome back to Indie Talk Wrestling Podcast. I know I'm late. I am sorry. I will always be honest with you guys. I have been attending the New York Asian Film Festival which uh, comes around once a year in New York. It's I usually spend a lot of time at the festival. I spent the entire weekend which is usually when I record this podcast at the Lincoln Center and so I never got a chance to record. Then when I Course, when the week started, having to catch up on work and what have you got me behind. So, I am going to review. We're just going to review Ring of Honor TV and Lucha Underground today. Uh, maybe we'll do more stuff uh, uh, next week. But for right now, just to catch up on the two weekly shows that we cover every week, let's get right down to it. Uh, so, this will be a quick show, but a good show because we had two excellent episodes. Uh, to talk about. Okay, Ring of Honor Television. Uh, this aired on the June twenty fourth, two thousand fifteen, and our opening match is Roddy Strong versus Sensuke Nakamura of New Japan Pro Wrestling. This is a very well paced technical matchup. Uh, Nakamura at one point is playing pass and lands a stiff kick to the head, and now the King of Strong Style takes over on the outside for a. While. He's battering uh, Roderick with knees and kicks. Roddy mounts a small comeback, but a lung blower and an inverted uh, suplex stop that. Nakamura backs up, looking for a big knee strike. Roddy evades it and plants a jumping one of his own. Strong hits a side suplex across the top turnbuckle. He gets a two count. Later on, Nakamura misses a Bomaye. Double knee gut buster by Roderick Strong. Then the stronghold, but Nakamura makes the ropes. Roddy hits a sick kick. Then the strong breaker. One, two, no. Nakamura kicks out. Roddy looks for another. Nakamura escapes that one. Hits the boma ye. Roddy kicks out at one. Nakamura goes for it again, but it's Roderick who connects with the knee. He charges the ropes, but Nakamura hits a standing Boma Ye. One, two, three. What a freaking match. Four stars. These two guys put on a hell of a show. Uh, Roderick Strong, Suzuki Nakamura, in my opinion, two of the top guys in the business as we speak today. And uh, they showed it in this match. Incredible match. Best match we Ring of Honor TV has shown since uh, going to Destination America. Fantastic job. After that, we get uh, Michael Elgin versus Gato. Uh, total domination early for Elgin. Gato does get some offense. It's a super kick and covers for two. But a buckle bomb into an Elgin bomb and Gato's night. Uh, one and a half stars. That's a smidge over a squash. Uh, Gato, you know, Gato got in some offense to, to keep it from a total squash, but there was no way Elgin was losing to him. Inside Ring of Honor is back with Mandy Leone. This time they focus on the War of the World shows, and they show a lot of highlights from those shows, which were fantastic, as we uh, discussed those on our earlier podcast. And then it's time for our main event, the Bullet Club, which is AJ Styles and the Young Bucks, also with ringside, Luke Gallows uh, was ringside as well as uh, Carl Anderson. Versus Rapongi Vice, which is of course Beretta and Rocky Romero, and their partner Kazuka Okada. Big, big match here, as Okada and of course AD Styles are destined to face each other for Styles' IWGP Heavyweight Championship, uh, coming up in about a week or so, maybe two. I'm not exactly sure the date, but I know it's in July. This match was just—I <laughs> mean, it's a quick start by Punky Vice, but soon enough Bullet Club takes over, and this is a wild match to call. There's super kicks, power drivers, dives outside the ring, drop kicks—you name it. This had it all six men going full bore. Um, AJ and Okada had some great moments. Uh, one in particular, where Okada countered the Styles Clash into a tombstone power driver, uh, but in the end. The Young Bucks hit a Meltzer driver on Beretta, then feed him the AJ for the Styles Clash. That ends the match. Three and a half stars, a very good match. And, you know, that's our show. And I'm so happy to see Ring of Honor back to where it was before Destination America started showing their shows. I think I've had people tell me that they feel that those shows are put out there just to kind of. Bring in the Destination America crowd as far as maybe those who are not familiar with Ring of Honor to introduce them to the product, and maybe they're right. And I still think it would be it's dumb. But you know, if it was done and and that's the end of it, and now we're gonna go back to seeing shows like this, I'm all for it because uh, this is back to the Ring of Honor shows that I remember. Fantastic, fantastic matches, no nonsense. The inside Ring of Honor sec- uh segment actually doesn't bother me. Uh, with Mandy um, They're just showing highlights from other shows Or if they're going to just show video packages on feuds uh, I have no problem with that That's fine uh, As long as they, they don't get into the uh, A lot of the silly stuff Like with cheeseburger and stuff like that Nobody's interested in that stuff Okay, on to Lucha Underground Episode 35 Show opens with a sit down Between Vampiro and Superfly Uh, Superfly says that Sexy Star took something from him, and now he wants her to feel his pain. There's some tense moments between uh, he and Vampiro, as you can imagine, if you've ever seen one of Vampiro's sit-down interviews. Vampiro pulls no punches, and usually annoys the crap out of whoever he's interviewing. Uh, Superfly tells him uh, he has a rematch with Sexy Star, and in that rematch, that Vampiro better not get involved again. Great stuff, great stuff. I love the vampiro segments, and then that's the match that uh, starts us off sexy star versus superfly uh back and forth couple times fly slapping the crap out of sexy um, <laughs> I mean that's the loudest slaps. Star tries her best, but fly is controlling the match most of the way. He ends it with a double power bomb, two stars. star did not get in much offense in this one um after the match. Simplify is stomping away at her. He starts to try to rip off her mask, but she escapes. We go to commercial break. When we get back, we get a video of Drago on a rooftop using nunchucks as he prepares for battle tonight. Back to the ring, a Pentagon Junior comes out for a five-way match for one of the medallions of Darío Cueto, but he says he's not interested. Instead, he wants Vampiro. He goes out and confronts him. Vampiro shoves him. It looks like they're about to fight. The referee says uh, this has not been sanctioned, so he is not going to uh, referee a match between the two of them. Pentagon gets mad. He walks off. Uh, Vampiro returns to his seat, but he's silent. You can see he's steaming almost like, like he's just about to snap at any second. He does not speak for a long time. As this, you know, probably into midway Into the next match, he doesn't even talk again Uh, he's looking very visibly upset So, we do get that match for the medallion But instead of a five-way, it's now a four-corner match It's, well, well, a four-way match Since they don't do any tags It's Marty, the Moth Martinez Versus Cage, versus The Mac Versus Aerostar I mean, the usual four-way madness Cage is the target of Mac at the onset, uh, obviously because of what happened in the locker room a couple of weeks ago. I do like how you know they do this thing where what ha- what we see goes on in the locker room, the announcers don't know about, and so the announcers are actually like trying to understand what was the problem, why was Mac so hot at Cage? I like that they're doing this. I like that they are. This is part of it being a show, and not a wrestling show. And so I, I like that, uh, you know, they didn't suddenly all of a sudden know why Mac was angry. You shouldn't know why Mac was angry. It was a backstage scene that only the audience saw, not the announcers. Mac catches Aristar with a Samoan drop and a standing moonsault combo for a near fall. Marty, uh, surprisingly, with some nice offense in this match. And I gotta say, he and Mac pretty much spent the majority of the, of the ring time between those two. Uh, doing some really, really good stuff. Uh, Cage gets in there, he lays waste to everyone for a bit, including a double clothesline on Marty on Aerostar. Later, Mac hits an exploder on Cage on the apron, then follows that with a fork splash from the top rope to the floor on Cage. Aerostar hits a top rope Frankensteiner on Marty, then hits a springboard splash for the win. Three stars, good stuff. Everstar uh, now joins Jack, Evans, and Phoenix as holders of these medallions. We see Angelico, uh, Son of Havoc and Evil training. They're still bickering. Then Katrina shows up. She says death is coming for them, raises her stone, and the Disciples of Death, a.k.a. the Lucha Ghosts, as I like to call them, appear from behind. They lay out the champs and disappear. As Katrina and Mil Muertes walk away. And where are they walking to? They're walking right out to the ring. Because it's our main event. Drago versus Mil Muertes. Number one contender's match. Before the match, Drago is attacked by Hernandez. He whips and chokes him with his belt. Leaves him laying. Out comes Mil Muertes. But Drago was telling him, come on, bring it. Uh, Mill has the advantage early, but Drago fights back. They're really trading a lot of shots, but the bigger blows are coming from Mill. Mill later hits a ridiculous spear, Uh, but Drago fights back again, says Muentes to the outside with a uh, jump against the Guri, connects on a plancha, but Mill starts to dominate again, but here comes Drago, hits a springboard DDT, he goes to the dragon's lair, but Mill escapes and is a Beating down on Drago with some ground and pound. Pulls him up. Flatliner. And Mil Mwentes gets the victory. Three and a half stars. Excellent match. You know, I'm sure they're going to play into this that, you know, Drago could have won if not for the attack by Hernandez. So I expect to probably see some sort of Drago versus Hernandez match set up for uh, Ultima Lucha, which is coming up, I think, in about six weeks. Uh, Katrina ministers the liquid Death. To our, our friend Drago And then poses with Mil Muertes And out on the top of the stairs Appears Prince Puma and Conan They taunt each other Puma raising the belt Muertes raising the stone That's how it ends at the credits roll Great episode Doing a good job to build up Muertes versus Puma As uh, that should be the match At Ultima Lucha The main event Should be a great one I, I, I like Puma I'm a big Mil Muertes fan Although I do think they're doing a little too much Undertakerish stuff for him. And at one point in the match he did like the Undertaker setup. And, you know, instead of a urn he's got the stone. So I think it's a little bit too much of a rip of Undertaker, but let's hope that doesn't continue and he kinda of carves out his own niche. But uh I do like Mil Muetas, I do like uh his offense in the ring looks devastating. Maybe that's because he's bigger than most of these guys, but it it still looks pretty awesome. And uh, that's our show. And, uh, you know, like I said, I'm sorry for it being late. Here it is now. And I promise to have our next episode up next week. I'm going to try to get it up earlier. I am going to be back at the New York Asian Film Festival again this weekend, the July 4th weekend. I'm planning to be there Saturday and Sunday. Uh, But I won't be there Friday. So what I'm going to try to do is maybe try to record uh, the next podcast on Friday. And so that way you can get up. Uh, over the weekend. And you won't have to wait so long for it. Remember uh, there's a big show coming up. In New Japan Pro Wrestling. If you want to follow. These guys like Nakamura that we talked about. And Kushida and a lot of other. Tanahashi and all these great guys. That showed up at ring of honor. Catch up on what they're doing in their home country. In New Japan Pro Wrestling. On my podcast Strong Style Wrestling Podcast. And. If you want to know about the movies I've been watching at the New York Asian Film Festival, there's yet another podcast that's called Asian Cinema Fusion. You can find it pretty much the same place you find this one. And uh, I am currently talking about the films I've been screening at the New York Asian Film Festival. So there's a lot of stuff going on, a lot of podcast stuff you can listen to. And uh, until the next episode, bye-bye.